Welcome to another episode of Creative Sports Marketing Radio, where business is our sport. Today we're going to dive into Tom Brady's extension with the New England Patriots. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Pro Football Hall of Fame 2019 ceremony recap. So stay tuned. So Tom Brady today has signed an agreement with the New England Patriots to extend another for another two years, 23 million contract extension. Despite the fact that Tom Brady is turning 42 years old, just three years away from the NFL record of the oldest NFL quarterback to start, by the way, uh, even though he has, you know, done a plenty of other records. Uh, Tom Brady appears far from retirement after he reportedly agreed to a contract extension with the New England Patriots on Sunday. Brady has signed a two years, 23 million contract extension after Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network first reported the agreement. Schaefer noted the contract will make Brady the sixth highest paid quarterback in the league. So note, he's not number one. He's still number six. We'll talk about that in a second. He basically appreciates his team and appreciates Belichick for the ongoing support. And he gives all the credit to Bill Belichick saying if it wasn't for him and it wasn't for Josh McDaniels, his offensive coordinator and the relationship they have with him, that he wouldn't be able to be where he's at today. Uh, I definitely agree. And getting back into what we said about six, the, Brady being the sixth highest paid uh, quarterback of the league. Now, I want you to look at this from the Patriots standpoint. Bill Belichick is a great coach. And as much as I dislike the Patriots and how much they win and how much they make the NFL, hard to say it, boring. Um, they have a great business model. You know, when you look at the NFL as a, the, the league as a as an actual business and not just a team, the whole goal of a team is to get people in the ticket stands, to get people to buy the tickets, to come to the games, to watch them online so they can get money for sponsorships, so they can get money for the ticket sales, and then use that money to pay the players, to play the coaches, and, th and things of that nature. So at the end of the day, you look at it as just a fun game. They don't look at it that way. It, it's sad to say the end of the game is entertainment sports entertainment it's supposed to entertain you and to entertain you they need you to they want you want them to win so when you look at it from the standpoint of a business model uh bill belichick has found a way to tell his teammates hey you're just as good as everyone else on this team you're just as important as everyone else on this team no matter who it is yes there's some there's always going to be moves in the nfl and any sport where you get rid of people you move people along the way they have a, a really big reputation for hiring veterans and having them on for one or two years before they retire which i don't think is necessarily a bad thing um but it goes to show you the reason they're the way they are is because they don't Yes, you'd say Tom Brady is a high caliber player, but he's willing to make less money because Bill Belichick saying, no, 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 we don't pay people over a certain amount of money. We only pay people this much money. So Tom Brady recognizes that. Bill Belichick helps him with some business moves. If you look at Tom Brady and what he does in his business aspect with his brand, growing himself um, internally and externally, he uses the arena for, for business 
for business events all the time. Bill Belichick allows this. They have they have a f- overall friendship going on where they, they allow these kind of situations to happen. Um, Tom Brady really watches his diet. He's really big in inflammation. He's made a book. He's talked about it. Uh, so he does a lot of business stuff off the field. Um, well, we won't even get into his marriage and, and his wife and what she does from a business perspective. But overall for the New England Patriots, this is... I think a non-risky move. I think it's a risky move that they don't have a quarterback and they don't have Garoppolo under, underneath them anymore. And they, they, I, I thought that was the one move that the that the Patriots uh, made that I thought was very unlike them. And there, there's there's a little couple of uh, of crazy theories that I have out there in regards to that, but I'll keep that to myself for now. Um, but with that said. Two more years is probably if they can get someone in the draft next year, they can get a backup to be behind Tom Brady for the next couple of years. I don't think it's enough. It's not really how the Patriots pull ground. But from a business perspective, if other teams adapted the same mythology, I don't know why they haven't the same um, mythology and business plan model as the Patriots have done. I think there would be a lot more quarterbacks not moving around so much. Uh, this league is a very big league when it comes to quarterbacks moving um, from team to team and, and players moving on a consistent basis. And if t- a lot of teams play more like the Patriots, they'd probably be a lot more consistent in the wins, just like they were consistent with the teammates. So to our next topic uh, for today, we're going to talk a little bit about the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, the ceremony recap. So if a lot of you didn't know, the Pro Football Hall of Fame welcomed eight, two, eight new members on Saturday. Defensive back, um, backups, back up half the field with uh, Johnny Robinson, Champ Bailey, Ed Reed, La- Ty Law earning their gold jackets uh, over the weekend. Two players who claimed to be the best at their position of all time also took center stage with center Kevin Maui and Titan Tony Gonzalez earning the trip to, trip to Ohio. It was a fun night to watch. This is definitely something from an NFL perspective that I think uh, the players deserve. Every player deserves to have a chance to make it to the Hall of Fame, and I think it's a good end goal um, from a business perspective. I think that it's more for the players, less so for the fans. And I think it's, it's a good way to put your money back into your investment, which is the players, and thank them for all their hard work and what they've done on the field. Uh, So kudos to... Kudos to Johnny Robinson's Champ Bailey, Ed Reed, and and Ty Law for for what they've done. And, and of course, Tony Gonzalez. uh, If you watched the the first preseason game last Thursday night, uh, it was against the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons. I won't go too much into the game, but I will say that a lot of them were there talking about uh, Tony Gonzalez was there. He used to play for the Atlanta Falcons uh, for a few years before he retired. Still a, a huge Kansas, Kansas City um, player as well. But um, it was a good game. And again, I uh, give kudos to them. Any reactions or any comments about those uh Hall of Famers, please give a comment below or if you have any comment or you want to you wanna go back and forth a little bit on um, the reactions of Tom Brady and his, his re-signing with the, the Patriots for another two years. Again, I'm, I'm very big on I think two years is, is a good amount. 
I probably would have started sticking them to a one-year deal. You never know when someone's going to go down. Um, but put a comment below and we'll talk about it. Um, next up for today. I want, to, well, I want to welcome everyone back to Creative Sports Marketing Talk, um, where business is our sport. And today we're going to dive into a little more on three major benefits of having a blog on your website. Now, no matter what type of industry you're in and for the, the sakes of us being in the sports industry ourselves, we are going to relate this to the sports industry as we kind of talk about some of these benefits here. But... As some of you may know, some of you may not know, having a website for your business is, an extre is extremely important. However, if you really want a site that performs and brings in leads, it's important to pay attention to its content and its structure. There are three essential pages that every website should have. These include a homepage, a service page, and a blog. You should also have extended pages like your about page and of course your contact page, which is also extremely important, but I would say is not the same as a CTA. Um, now you may be wondering, what are the benefits of having a blog on your website? In general, a blog is another tool that can help increase your website's conversion rate. Let's take a further look at, at how a blog accomplishes these things. So the three reasons every blog, every business should have a blog on their website. In the beginning stages of owning a website, many business owners imagine that writing 300 words on their products will do their business any good. However, they are gravely mistaken. Now, not just from an e-commerce SEO perspective, writing those small, tedious things aren't that aren't as hard as you think. I mean, you can get an SEO writer to do it, get an S writer to do it, but people search product names. And if you start writing comments, you start doing reviews on those products, it's, it, it's eventually going to get you up there in the rankings. Um, but a blog is an incredible, powerful tool for a business owner to have, and it is an essential part of every website. Here are some of the main advantages of having a blog and why you should always, every business should have a blog. Number one, increases site search visibility. If you want to be able to find your website, you have to make, it, make sure that it's search engine optimized. A blog is a great way to add keyword density to your website and boost its search visibility so that you rank better in, in the Google results. So the more blog posts you wrote, quality not quantity of course, I always say write a whole bunch of blog posts up front, kind of get a, a, a few, a, a year a year or so of blogs, six months worth of blogs, I'm not going to say every day. Uh, maybe four a month um, if you want to extend out how much it's going to cost to get all those written and then you go back later and optimize those blog posts. You you update them. You, you do competitive research on them. You have an SEO specialist. Now, don't worry. You shouldn't have to do all this yourself. There should be a content marketing company or, or a, a marketing company out that can help you with this kind of strategy. Um, but what it does is if they do it right, if you find the right content marketer, they will use long, no just spinning articles, no rewriting, you don't wanna do that. You want to take articles, competitive articles, and possibly nitpick some of the stuff that works, but you want it to relate to your target audience. You want it to relate to your target audience. So for instance, if we were doing a product, let's just say we were selling um, athletic shirts, for instance. 
five ways the athletic shirt five ways an athletic shirt should help you not sweat i mean really that's just off the top of my head but a lot of that's a pain point for a lot of people and maybe that long tail keyword are what people are searching for yes it's going to take some time to develop those and to find out the exact uh, long, long tail keyword research, but that's what part of the blog research is for. And then those blogs are written for you on a month to month basis. Eventually you're going to move up there to the point where you're going to have people searching for you through these blog posts. It definitely takes time, but those are the dynamic pages on your website. You can focus on the, on the low volume keywords that people are searching for. And it helps you move up into the rankings where, Where so your regular pages are made for your keyword, uh, a lot more keyword density, l higher volume keywords that you want to keep there, and you leverage you leverage your your domain authority to move you up in the rankings. So, to number two, the second step here is build a relationship with your consumers. Today, consumers are spending a large amount of time researching a product before making a purchase. Adding a blog to your website can give you a way to provide customers with the information they're searching for. Additionally, it can also give you a way to interact with the consumers and build a relationship by responding to comments or incorporating your blog into your email campaign. Now, the email campaign, I would say, would be down the road. You wouldn't want to do that right away. A lot of companies uh, watch out for a lot of the gurus who kind of say, hey, we do this 10 steps to do this. We do the 10 steps to do that. Download this. Download that. Do email marketing right now. Things of that nature. I think email marketing is good, but it's not until you have a good base under you. I'm not even to the point where I... I, I'm just at the point now where I'm purposely starting to um, build fan base and, and build people that want to want to read my content and let them and, and leverage my existing content, recycling content like I've, I've mentioned in the past videos. Uh, but it helps you build a relationship. They help it helps build trust uh, with your individual users. If you have find one of their pain points, like the sweaty shirts, they're going to look at your shirts as something that. They go, oh, they understand where I'm coming from. Um, so take that to your advantage with what you're building. And over time, it definitely takes time like every other business, like every business uh, direction does. But it definitely, it's definitely the way to go as you build your brand, which comes to step number three here. Establishing brand credibility. Blogging about your industry makes you look knowledgeable and trustworthy. When consumers feel that your business is more credible, they're more likely to invest in your products or services. So back to what I was saying about trust. If you're blogging, if you're talking about sh shirts, for instance, if you're talking about sweating, for instance, they're going to know, okay, this is an athletic company. They get my pain point. They understand where I'm coming from. Why would they why would they be selling these shirts unless they've dealt with this situation themselves? They will come after at you and they'll probably purchase from you. Your, your conversion rate's gonna go a lot higher because of this. So relate to your customers. Now, before any of this, I always say I always recommend before any sort of blog campaign, any sort of uh, SEO paid campaign, anything. I think people always jump the gun these days. I do think Instagram and, and paid advertisements very big these days, but I, I do think you need to, you need to start, there's, there's steps you should take. Um, and part of those steps are figuring out your customer personas. Once you figure out your customer profiles, 
you can think in the minds of your customers. Once you think in the minds of your customers, then it's gonna be a lot easier for you to create your marketing collateral around what your clients and prospects think, not what you think. And that's the end goal. Always remember what your clients think and your prospects think. Um, that's it for today. I, I wanna thank you all again for uh, touching base. Uh, if you have any comments or suggestions, please uh, don't hesitate to comment below. I am really trying to grow my channel right now and I really pre appreciate any sort of subscribes if you, if you uh, would like to give a like on the comments below.